and here to a special episode of Brandon's World here on this Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Now, before we get into all of the Week 15 NFL action, we first have to address the Urban Meyer situation because, folks, I called this when he was hired in January. I said, this, this, this is going to be a disaster. And I was completely right on that. I said Urban Meyer was not going to work in Jacksonville. And, of course, with all of these allegations coming out, whether it was the incident at the bar in Columbus after the Bengals game, whether it was him kicking former kicker Josh Lambeau, whether it was the benching of James Robinson, whether it was the berating of coaches. Folks, that's not leadership. And it is very hard. People do not understand it. It's why I would not want to be a college football coach. I've always said I'd rather be a high school or an NFL coach than a college football coach because college football is all about recruiting. Look at Nick Saban. He's got five stars everywhere. That's why they win national championships. Take a look at Kirby Smart. Why was Georgia the number one team in the nation this year? Because they had more five stars than pretty much half of the Pac-12 combined. Urban Meyer was always a great coach when he had the most talent on the field. But when you go from coaching kids with the most talent on the field to coaching grown men with the least amount of talent on the field, it's a whole different ball game. And former Clemson quarterback, obviously now the number one pick in the draft, Trevor Lawrence, needed a grown-up. He needed an NFL veteran as his head coach to lead Jacksonville through a very tough rebuild. This, we know, is going to be a very tough situation. Now, as we know, offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel will take over the interim head coaching basis. It'd be very interesting to see on my end, you know, if Shaq on and crew decide to hire former Philadelphia Eagle head coach Doug Peterson. I think if you wanted to prove in Jacksonville that you wanted to go to a different culture, I think going to Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson would be a great transition. I think Peterson would love to work with Trevor Lawrence, who I still think is a great quarterback prospect. And listen, they got that running back, Travis Etienne, who's going to come back after injury next year. They still have James Robinson. They got Marvin Jones. They got uh, LaVisca Chenault. You know, they do have Dan Arnold at tight end. They do have, you know, Brandon Linder at center. Defensively, they do have Josh Allen. They do have Miles Jack. You know, I believe they also have C.J. Henderson. So there are some pieces there on that Jacksonville team that you can say, oh, okay, I can work with that. It's just, you know, they obviously did beat Buffalo this year, 9-6. to They did beat Miami. But, man, this was a disaster from the beginning. I got to say, man, it was a little bit sneaky by Jacksonville to do this firing late into the eve hours of the morning. It's... 
You know, it's one of the reasons why, along with all of these COVID cases in the National Football League, I even debated of doing this podcast today and pushing this back to tomorrow and today recording my NFL Christmas special. But you know what? I think we have more information on it, and obviously the Urban Meyer situation prompted me more to do this podcast today. But Jacksonville, to me, I'm going to address this, but I think now they definitely have a better shot to beat Houston at home than they would without Urban. Obviously, the Rams loss was a disaster. The Seattle loss is a disaster. The Tennessee loss was a disaster. This team, over the last month, just looked like a mess. They didn't look like they played. They didn't look like they cared as much for Urban Meyer. It was kind of like Vegas when they lost to Chicago. You know, obviously, that just looked like with the John Gruden situation that came out, it looked like the whole team was deflated. It looked like that, you know, this Sunday when Jacksonville went to Tennessee and got absolutely humiliated excuse me, with a Derrick henry less Titans football team. This team need needed to make a change, but again, I don't know if it's such a bad job. You know, yes, you have to deal with the Indianapolis Colts in the division, but the Houston Texans are still a terrible football team, and Tennessee, for what it's worth to me, is not as good as maybe many people think. Their defense especially, I think they have to have a lot going for them on the offensive end. Where you can pair it to to the NFC North, and, you know Minnesota's got those good receivers up there. Chicago, if they can get the right head coach, could be a pretty good football team. You know Green Bay, obviously you got to deal with Aaron Rodgers. Detroit, Dean Campbell, they play hard for their football coach. You know, and then obviously the AFC West right now with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek R., and, you know, whoever Denver's quarterback is going to be in that situation. Obviously, if you go to Vegas, you're still going to be behind, you know, Herbert and Mahomes in that division. That's a very tough division to win. The NFC North, I could argue, is tougher than the AFC South. So when you start looking around at all these divisions, the Colts are really your only competition to me. I know, again, Tennessee's good. They're not great. I think with the, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence will be an upgrade pretty soon here over Ryan Tannehill. He could potentially be, be better than Carson Wentz. So if you get the right head coach in there and if you get the right piece in there, I don't know if Jacksonville, you know, I think they're a year or two away, but I don't know if it's, you know, necessarily a bad job. I think this was the right move. I think it was the right hire. And, um, yeah, you know, congratulations to Jacksonville for actually making the right decision. Urban Meyer, I don't know if he's going to go back to college. Obviously, all the college jobs have been filled. I thought maybe Matt Rule from Carolina would leave and go back to college as well. That did not happen, so we'll see what is in Urban Meyer's future. You know, we didn't think he'd coach again. Obviously, I don't think he wants to recruit. I don't think he wants to be on the road as much as what requires to be a college football coach. So, you know, we'll see what goes on with that. But thank goodness for Jacksonville fans that that chapter of their franchise is over. And now they can move on and they can get a grown-up in the room. And with that, folks, let's move into my Week 15 NFL predictions. Now, last week, once again, I went 10-4 and for the second straight week. I am now 128 and 80 straight up money line. I went three for five in best bets. I am now nine games above 500. So again, we do five best bets every weekend. We've had 14 NFL weeks. 14 times five is 70. So we've done 70 bets. I am 39, 30, and one. That's a winning record. And we're going to look to continue the streak this week. 
For my money, there's a lot of good wines, and I was debating on who to take, but I think I took the best ones for me this week. So without further ado, here we go. Kicking things off with Thursday Night Football, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Not going to bet this game. I know there's been a lot of COVID issues, and that's the other thing that's hard to bet this week with all these COVID issues going on. Obviously, Sean Slater, the Chargers left tackle, will miss due to being in COVID protocol. I think that hurts the Chargers, but man, they beat Kansas City week three in Kansas City pretty convincingly, but the Chiefs' defense was a different defense back then. I think the Chargers get, you know, humbled tonight. I think Kansas City wins, but, you know, Herbert could keep up with Mahomes. I think early on in the season, Justin Herbert looked to be a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes at the current time. Now, right now, I don't know if that is the case. I think Kansas City and the Chargers get into a little bit of a shootout tonight. I'm not going to bet the game, but I would take Kansas City on the road. Moving on to Saturday's games. Obviously, one of the teams with the most COVID-plagued teams in the league, the Cleveland Browns. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to bet this game. Before all the COVID issues happened, I would have bet the line at Browns minus 6.5. It would have been part of my best bets with all these COVID issues. Obviously, head coach Kevin Stavansky testing positive. Your quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Left tackle, Dredrick Wills. Right guard, Wyatt Teller. The wide receiver, Jarvis Landry. Um, he, you know, tight end, Austin Hooper. You know, we, they may get in joke when they may get Bryant back, but who knows? You know, defensive back, Troy Hill. You know, safety, John Johnson. There's a lot of starters missing from this Browns team that has completely flipped the line from Browns minus seven to Vegas minus one. So that means that now the Browns are underdogs. Though I am going to pick the Browns in this game, no matter what, even if Case Keenum is back there instead of Mayfield, they're still going to have Nick Chubb back there in the running game. Dearness Johnson has been a very solid running back to replace Kareem Hunt, and folks, this is a more desperate Browns team. At this point, Vegas pulling off this win would be a miracle. At this point, Rich Passacci returning as head coach would be a miracle. This Vegas team looked like they were getting back on track after the firing of John Gruden. I've said this over the last month. The Henry Rugg situation destroyed this football team. They have not looked the same since. They played well on national TV against, you know, the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We know this is a nationally televised game, but the way these COVID issues are, I would stay away from this game. As a matter of fact, some, you know, betting lines have already taken this game off their line. But we know the Browns have to win this game in order to stay in the playoff hunt. In order to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win their last three remaining AFC games. We know Vegas is an AFC opponent. And listen, we know a lot of teams are doing with COVID. Obviously, the Bears, you know, uh, the Washington football team, the Miami Dolphins, among other teams. So it's not an excuse. You have to treat it like it's an injury, in my opinion. Next man up, your season's on the line. And if you didn't lose to the Chargers or Patriots, this game may not have mattered as much. That's why this is a huge game. Browns are again the most desperate team. Give me the Browns and the victory. Next game here. Now, I am going to bet this game here. New England plus two and a half. I'm going to take New England. Push the points to go into Indianapolis and win. I know the Colts are a very good football team. Jonathan Taylor, to me, is the best running back in football in today's NFL. 
problem is though, we know Bill Belichick takes away what you do best. And even though both teams are coming off a bye, even though I love Frank Reich as a head coach, even though I love the Colts makeup of their team, and I think the Colts could give New England everything they can handle and also possibly shockingly win this ballgame, I just feel like New England off a bye. Listen, if New England played last week and Indianapolis was coming off a bye, I probably would like the Colts a little bit more in this game. But Bill Belichick off a bye, I can never bet against him. We saw what happened the last time they played two Monday nights ago against the Bills. Now they got a Saturday game. I think Belichick, you know, obviously he knows everything. He hears all the noise. He's heard how they ran the ball 43 times last week. He doesn't care, no, but would it shock me if they threw it 43 times this week? No, it would not, because that's just the New England Patriots. They do their job. They're going to get the job done, and that will set up a, a Week 16 game at home against the Buffalo Bills. A major, major, major football game with major playoff implications next week in Week 16. Moving on to the Sunday games. This game here, obviously the Washington football team with 17-18 players in COVID protocol going up against my Philadelphia Eagles. But at this point in time, at the time of this recording, we do not know who the starting quarterback will be. Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew splitting reps. Now this game right now, folks, would essentially be a win or go home ball game. The winner will be the number seven seed in the NFC playoff picture. The loser would go home. I think that the Eagles believe that they are the better football team. And with how battered up Washington is, the Eagles coming off a bye. You know, it looks like they, they may be getting Jordan Howard back as well at running back. You know, if Jalen Hurts comes back a little bit more healthy, Miles Sanders getting the football a little bit more. With Washington banged up all along their defensive line with COVID issues. And obviously, we know Chase Young is out for the year. I think this is a different Washington football team the Eagles see. Then two weeks later in D.C., which will be more of a tougher game. I'm not going to bet this game, but please, for the love of God, let my Philadelphia Eagles win this football game and become, for right now, the number seven seed in the NFC. If the Eagles want to make the playoffs, they have to win this game. I believe they will. Next game here, we got the Cowboys and the Giants. Now, I'm not going to bet this line because I think for a division game, it's a little bit too big. But I would definitely take the Dallas side of this. Of Dallas minus 10 and a half. Listen, Joe Judge has apparently not been assured that his job is safe. But he's also been told it's okay to shut people down for the year. It sounds like Daniel Jones is going to be out for the year. Mike Glennon is going to get killed. The Cowboys win one game. They win the NFC East. They would love to quench it on their division rivals, home field, and MetLife Stadium. I believe they do so. I think Dak Prescott, after a horrible month, bounces back. I bet Michael Parsons here will at least get a couple sacks. I think the Cowboys roll here over the New York Giants. Next game, this is a game I'm betting. Arizona minus 13 and a half against the Detroit Lions. Folks, I know it is a huge line, almost a two touchdown line. As a matter of fact, for me to win the bet, Arizona would have to win by at least two touchdowns. But Arizona's coming up with an embarrassing loss. Monday night against the Rams on national television where they did not play well. That's a huge factor for a Lions team who has obviously already gotten their one win this season. Yes, they got blown out by Denver last week, but their season, in my opinion, essentially ended. And I said it when it happened. I said, as soon as the Lions get that first win, 
I called it. I said they're going to get that first one against Minnesota. They're going to fall off the rest of the year. I understand Jared Goff's in the Dome, and he does play well in a Dome. But Arizona, I think, still feels like they are one of the best teams in the league. They're going to look to prove it. This Lions defense is bad. It's certainly, you know, not that great. Uh, I think that their offense could put up some points, but I don't know if they're able to stop Iowa Murray and crew. Even without DeAndre Hopkins, who is dealing with a knee injury, I don't care. I think Arizona rolls here over the Detroit Lions. Next game, we got Carolina at Buffalo, and Sam Darnold is returning to practice for Carolina. Who knows if he's going to start or not? If I had a bet, it may be Cam Newton, but it may be Sam Darnold. We know Josh Allen obviously left the Tampa Bay Raymond James Stadium in a walking boot. Not sure his status. It sounds like he may play, but if by chance he does not play, it would be Mitch Trubisky in there for Buffalo. To me, this line is too big. Yes, could I see Buffalo blowing out Carolina? I absolutely could. But Buffalo has not played well over the last month. To me, it's too many points. I think this is easy, a Bills victory. I don't know necessarily, though, if they cover. Next game, we got the Jets going to Miami to take on the Dolphins. It's always tough to play the Dolphins down there in Miami, especially in December with a Jets team without any weapons. And the way Miami's playing right now, they theoretically could win out and still miss the playoffs without competitive. The AFC is this year. But I think with how good Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, you know, have been doing for the Dolphins, I think that they win and cover. I'm going to bet the Miami Dolphins here that line is 10. I will bet the Dolphins minus 10 here against the New York Jets, who again, do not have Corey Davis. They do not have Elijah Moore. I was fool's gold last week, in my opinion, for picking the Jets plus 5.5 against the Saints. I was on the wrong side of that. I'm not making the same mistake twice here. Give me the Miami Dolphins. Next game was originally going to be a part of my best bet. And that was the Texans at the Jaguars. Jacksonville was favored by four. I was originally, before the Urban Meyer pick went down, I was going to take Houston plus four. I know they're starting Davis Mills, but I could just not pick Urban Meyer. I'm going to flip that now. Again, I'm going to take Houston off the board. I've replaced that with New England plus two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm going to take Jacksonville at home to win this football game because I just believe that, you know, the first game with your interim head coach, you want to get a good victory. I think Jacksonville is going to play well. Houston's trying to tank. They're going to try to find out about Davis Mills. Obviously, you know, Houston beat Jacksonville in week one, but that was with Tyrod Taylor. That was not with Davis Mills. We've seen this Jacksonville defense at times. I talked about earlier, Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, of course, the defensive end. And Miles Jack played very well for them. I think Jacksonville at home gets the win here over the Houston Texans. Next game, we got the Titans at the Steelers. Now, Tennessee is favored on the road by one and a half. I'm not going to bet it here, but this is where I think that we could get an upset because I think the Steelers are the more desperate team. I have not been impressed by Tennessee as a way. Yes, they did defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, but again, that was a Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguar football team. That was just in complete derail, in complete distrust. And, you know, the Steelers, I think they're going to be able to run the football. I think Najee Harris is going to have a good game. I think Deontay Johnson is going to have a good game of wide receiver. We've seen what Brian Tano has been without Derek Henry over the last month, and that has been, you know, a pretty below-average quarterback. I think the Steelers find a way, even if T.J. Watt does not play in this game, to get pressure on Tennessee. 
Again, Pittsburgh's more, more of a desperate team. They pretty much have to win out to have any chance at the postseason. I realize they got Kansas City. I realize they got the Browns. I realize they got Baltimore. So that's a very hard schedule remaining. This is arguably the easiest game. They know they have to get this game. Tennessee knows that even with, with their recent struggles and with the Indianapolis surge, that, you know, they still have a two-game lead on the Colts in the AFC South. It's really a three-game lead because of the tiebreaker. They're going to essentially win this division because they have Jacksonville and Oregon. Uh, Houston still have to go, I believe. So, again, I think Pittsburgh's the more desperate team, and I would take the more desperate team here late in the season. Plus, outdoors at Heinz Field, I don't think helps Tennessee either. Moving on to the 4 o'clock game. You want to talk about desperate teams, man. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and pick Cincinnati over Denver. Plus, two and a half. The Broncos are fool's gold. They are the most fool's gold seven-win football team I've ever seen. They don't have a signature win. Teddy Bridgewater is not a very good quarterback. Joe Burrow is a big quarterback advantage here for Cincinnati. A team that played San Francisco down to the wire last week. A team that I thought was going to come back and beat San Francisco. Denver's pass rush has not been as nearly as good as San Francisco's was. You know, obviously, I think if they keep Joe Burrow upright, I think, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama, Joe Mixon, all those weapons can have a good game. We'll see if they have Trey Anderson or not at defensive end. He obviously went out last week with a back injury, but I do not trust Denver. Cincinnati still has a shot at the playoffs. To me, more of a shot than Denver because Denver's got a hard schedule. They got to go for the Chargers. They got to go for Kansas City, I believe, again. And they also have to go through Vegas. So they have a lot of division games to go. Cincinnati obviously still has to go for the Ravens and the Browns and Kansas City as well. So again, for Cincinnati, this is their easiest game remaining on the schedule. I think that they know that they are better than Denver, and even in that mile-high air, I don't think it's going to bother them. Next game here. I'm surprised with how big this line is. I'm not going to bet it. It's Atlanta at San Francisco. San Francisco is favored by 9.5. Again, really surprised by how big the line is, because I don't think the Niners are really that great, but they have been playing really hot lately. I understand it, and I understand Atlanta's defense. It's not that good. It's why I'm going to pick San Francisco. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has a good game. I don't know if Atlanta's going to be able to keep up with them, but I'm not sure I'm going to bet this game, folks. Very interesting here. I think that, you know, Atlanta could cover. I think they could lose by a touchdown. I'm not sure this is a 9.5 or 10 or 11, you know, point blah. That's why I'd be very worried of the spread here. Next game. This is a game that... You know, I was thinking about betting, but I think out of all the games, I think this is the most likely I'd get wrong, which is why I do not bet it. But my gut and my intuition tells me Seattle is going to go into LA and beat the Rams. Listen, I am not sold on the Rams. Even after they beat Arizona, there's just something about the Rams to me that feel off that they're not playing their best football again. You know, I feel like that Arizona almost came back and won that game Monday night. The Rams, you know, feel very sloppy to me. They don't feel very special. You know, I've talked about Tim Bay and Green Bay as the class of the NFC this year. I'm not really talking about the Rams that much because I don't believe them. And the fact of the matter is that Seattle is getting hot. They are getting better. They have the momentum right now. They have one two in a row after defeating the Niners, after defeating the Houston Texans. Russell Wilson looks back, and as I said 
you know, I believe on Monday, if Seattle wins all of their remaining football games, they have a real chance to make the West. That would be Tuesday, actually, because, of course, on Monday we had Matt Atherway on the show, which, if you have not checked out, that was a great interview. I encourage you to check out that interview. We talked about, obviously, Matt Stewart, the college football playoff, and the MLB walkout. But on Tuesday, when we did my NFL Week 14 recap, I said I really do feel like that Seattle could, you know, make a little bit of a run here, win, you know, all of their remaining games, even if they have Arizona and the Rams left and go on to make the postseason. I still feel that way right now. I think that Russell Wilson is a bigger upgrade than Matthew Stafford. I thought that Seattle should have won that game early in the season if Russell Wilson did not get hurt. Obviously, that was the game that Geno Smith came in, but I do really feel that Seattle has the advantage here. I'm going to pick them on the road to upset the Rams. And this leads me to Green Bay at Baltimore, the big 425 game on Thursday. Obviously, I am going to pick Green Bay here on the road. I do not know the status of Lamar Jackson. If he does play, I'm still going to pick Green Bay. Listen, I'm not sold on Baltimore. They have played very bad football over the last month. Now, with that being said, if they go into Cincinnati and win, if they beat the Rams at home and they beat the Steelers at home, they have a real chance to still win the AFC North. I think it is a long shot for the Browns to win the AFC North. The only shot they have is to win three out of four. And if the Rams can upset Baltimore, which I don't know if that could happen because, again, I feel like the Rams are not a very good football team. I think Green Bay, besides Tampa, is the best team in the National Football League this year. They have two great running backs in Aaron Jones and in A.J. Dillon. They have a great wide receiver in Devontae Adams. They have a pretty good offensive line. Their defense, once they get to Darius Smith and Jair Alexander back, look at who's playing right now, man. Dean Lowry, Razul Douglas, you know, Preston Smith, all these guys are really stepping up. They're only going to get better. And as I mentioned, they have a great running game. Now, we know Baltimore is very good against the run, but we know Green Bay is very good against the pass. We know how good Aaron Rodgers has been. We know Baltimore has not been very good, excuse me, because of Green Bay. We know Baltimore is not very good against the pass this season. I think Green Bay, obviously, they are adapted to the cold weather. I think they go in there and they beat the Baltimore Ravens. This next game was a game that I thought I could potentially bet, but I think the line may be a little bit too big, considering that, to me, there's other great lines, including the Monday Night Football game this week. But Tampa Bay, would I be surprised if they covered against the Saints? Absolutely not. The only thing that makes me worry about this game is obviously it's a division rival. You know the Saints, they have played the Bucks really well over the last two years in the regular season. But on Sunday night, I don't think it's going to matter. This is not Jameis Winston, a quarterback. This is not Trevor Simeon. This is Taysom Hill. I think Todd Bowles and the Bucks have a real plan for the Saints. I would not doubt it if for one second the Bucks easily cover this game. I think Tampa Bay would roll here on Sunday night. Though, again, I think there are better lines. That's why I'm not betting it. And then finally, Monday Night Football, speaking of better lines, one of the better lines I feel like this week is Chicago plus three and a half. Why? Because as we know, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, they never play well in prime time on Monday Night Football. I think the Bears, here's another factor here too. The Bears, obviously, they just played on Sunday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. 
They also play now Monday Night Football at home against the Minnesota Vikings. They're not going to want to lose, even though it's probably going to be, you know, Matt Nagy's probably the last primetime home game as the head coach. I think he's going to be fired at the end of the year. But the Bears have had a lot of primetime games lately. We obviously know the Lions on Thanksgiving. You add in the Packers on Sunday night. You add in the Vikings here on Monday night. The Bears are not going to want to embarrass themselves on Monday night football against the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Bears come out at home again on a Monday night, back-to-back primetime games. I think Justin Fields plays well. I think the Vikings season essentially ends right here. I think the Bears come out plus three and a half. They defeat the Vikings and move on on Monday Night Football. So again, taking a look at that, I got the Chiefs over the Chargers tonight. I got the Browns over the Raiders on Saturday. I am betting New England plus two and a half to win and cover against the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday. On Sunday, I got my Eagles over the Washington football team. I got the Cowboys over the Giants. I am betting Arizona to win and cover 13 and a half against the Detroit Lions. Buffalo over Carolina. Miami at home, I'm going to bet and cover the 10 against the Jets. Jacksonville at home over Houston. Pittsburgh at home in the upset over Tennessee. Uh, Cincinnati on the road. I think we'll go to Denver. They'll cover the plus 2.5 and, and beat the Broncos. I got San Francisco at home over Atlanta. I got Seattle in the upset over the Rams. I got Green Bay over Baltimore in Baltimore. I got Tampa over New Orleans in Tampa. And I got Chicago winning and covering the plus three and a half at home Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. I appreciate you guys so much today for listening to the Brands World Podcast. As always, make sure to go to our Twitters at row underscore B Ward is the show Twitter. At Brandon Lewis underscore seven is my personal Twitter. You can check us out wherever you get Brandon's Ward on any of your podcasting platforms. We will be back here on Monday breaking down all of the Week 15 NFL action as well as stay here because tomorrow on Brands World, we're going to be having a special NFL Christmas special where I'm going to be playing some Christmas music and we're going to be going over what I think will be the awards for the 2021 NFL season. So make sure you stay tuned. We will see you then. Peace.